This podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is bonus episode 278 I'm your host Duncan McLeish. Welcome to the show. Up on this special bonus episode we are doing a review of a brand new title. This one drops for you, dear listeners, on the 21st of August available on BOD. This will be the Pale Door, a movie that has been greatly anticipated by anyone that saw that bitchin' poster artwork, what, like a year, year and a half ago? It's finally making its way for you to check out, and this review is coming hot on the heels, it's coming out like almost a week before the title drops, so it will be a non-spoiler review. I'll give you some of the deets after the first break. Before we get to that, let's catch you up. So this is a special impromptu Friday episode of the podcast under the stairs but this means it's an additional show you're not losing any of the traditional content you get on this feed so just look at it this way you usually get four episodes this one tagged on means you're getting five this week you are spoiled listeners fucking spoiled now we've already released our summer teapots top 10 episode for the week it covered 2001 that was exciting on Thursday we covered a brand new title that's been released from MVD distribution Sukiyaki Western Jangle was its title and it was a ton of fun to review this is obviously a impromptu Friday episode Saturday is listener choice time so today on the Facebook group page which is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash teapotscast. I've put up three titles for you to choose from. All three are available on Shudder at the moment. Whichever wins it will be covered on tomorrow's episode. So Saturday's episode is your listener choice. And then Sunday, Sunday, Sunday is disc 32 of our Slasher Classic Collection. We're looking at Slaughterhouse Rock. Before switching into Monday and doing another Summer Teapots Top 10 episode looking at 2002. On the Teapots Collective this week, we've already dropped a brand new episode of Doing the Nasty, and before the week is out, on Sunday we'll be doing the next instalment of Chronicle, Chapter 3 kicking off of Season 3, looking at British folk horror and kicking into later day British folk horror with The Wicker Man. So yeah, that's what you've got to look forward to over on that feed. Okay, dokie, let's just get into this, shall we? I'm going to take a short break just now. You're going to hear promos for shows that I love. You're going to hear the trailer for The Pale Door. When we return, we're discussing that movie, non-spoiler, right after this. Hello, this is The Doom Show. Keep on keeping on and keep on trucking, America. We don't listen to our feedback because we don't get any. (laughs) The truth hurts. I just alienated the two people that give us constant feedback. Sorry, guys. That's got to (laughs) go. That's got to go in there. So on the show, uh, we talk about giallo movies and slasher movies and cult movies. Sometimes we even talk about Cameron Mitchell and his movies. I am Richard. Who are you? I am Brad, the guy that's not Richard. <laughs> 
or Jeffrey, or Simon. That's right, we have four people, and we always talk at once, except to each other. Jeffrey lives up north. Simon lives across the world. Richard lives in Penis, Alabama. Hello, This is the Doom Show is a proud member of the Legion Podcast Network. Check out the other shows on legionpodcast.com. You can check out more Hello, This is the Doom Show at hellodoomshow.podomatic.com or at doommoviethon.com. Check for our Amazon exclusive Hello, This is the Doom Show cookbook. Do you like hot dogs? (laughs) We got them. Do you like mac and cheese? We got it. Do you like cheddar? We have it. Actually, we don't. No, no cheddar. Just Colby. Colby Jack. Hello, this is the Doom Show. We never gave up on you because you never gave up on us. Wow. Who are you? My name is Pearl. Well, there goes our big payday. She's just an innocent woman. We ain't gonna sell her anything we do. If you take me to my home, there would be a handsome reward. This way, to the brothel. Gentlemen, please make yourselves at home. I understand there was a reward. Of course. A handsome sum for these handsome men. Don't be afraid. What just happened? We gotta get out of this town. Find our way out of this. I'll go down swinging. Let's go! And welcome back. So you've just heard the trailer for The Pale Door. So let me give you some information on this one. So it's been released by RLGE Films and will be available on demand and digital on August 21st, 2020. Now, I have a sneaky suspicion this has also been acquired by Shudder. The reason I say that is the copy that I saw was a Shudder copy. So I'm going to assume that in some territories it will be available on Shudder. Anyway, let's get back to the blurb on the email that was sent through with the screener. It says, Directed by Arne B. Kuntz of Camera Obscura and Scare Package, who also co-wrote the script with Cameron Burns of Camera Obscura and Keith Lansdale of Creepshow fame, the Pale Door stars Devlin Druid of 13 Reasons Why, Zachary Knighton of Happy Endings, Noah Segan of Knives Out, Stan Shaw of Monster Squad, Pat Healy of Cheap Thrills, Bill Sage of We Are What We Are, and Melora Walters of Magnolia. The film is presented and executively produced by Joe R. Lansdale, the writer of Bubba Hotep and Cold in July. In the pale door, the Dalton gang finds shelter in a seemingly uninhabited ghost town after a train robbery goes south. 
Seeking help for their wounded leader, they are surprised to stumble upon a welcoming brothel in the town square. But the beautiful women who greet them are actually a coven of witches with very sinister plans for the unsuspecting outlaws. And the battle between good and evil is just beginning. Right, um, so like this one has been on the list of cannot wait to see movies for quite a while. The reason behind it is we, there seems to be, when I say we, there seems to be an increasing interest in the horror community for like horror movies set in snow and horror movies set, you know, in the Wild West. And we get a distinct lack of both. I don't know why. There is something really cool about the aesthetic of snow, but there's also something really cool about the aesthetic of the Wild West. And as such, you would just assume they would have a lot more horror movies set then. But actually, when you sit down and try and calculate how many there have been, you'd be lucky if you can name 10 Western horror movies. It's really strange for a subgenre where people genuinely seem interested we get very little and maybe that's where the interest stems from is the fact that it is not saturated or oversaturated should I say uh, with titles that kind of fit that niche or that mould maybe that's how it works but The Pale Door is the first one and I would say since maybe something along the lines of uh, Bone Tomahawk which kind of meets that bill now straight away you have my interest when Joe R. Lansdale is, you know, assigned to this. I think it's based off one of his properties and you know it's been it's been kinda co co adopted, I think, um, by Cameron Burns and RB Kuntz. Now I've never seen Scare Package, I know it's doing the rims just now, but I have seen Camera Obscura and I really enjoyed that, so I was interested to see where this one would go and the poster dropped about a year a year and a half maybe ago for this one and it looked bitching and you had my attention fully locked in at that point and then it just seemed to disappear and every now and again we get a bit of information about it but no confirmed detail so now that it's got its official release date and now that I've seen the movie did it actually live up to the lofty kind of hype that I've placed in it. A lot of pressure to deliver not only a good horror western but like I say that poster work is so cool and for the most part it does. I think there's a lot to love about The Pale Door and some things which I believe are are more budgetary than anything else that maybe drag it back from being the movie that I kind of hoped it would be. First and foremost this is stacked with great performances it's great to see Pat Healy. I've not seen him in a movie in a little while. I think maybe the last one was Starry Eyes. But it's great to see him back doing what Pat Healy does. He's a great actor and he's great in this. He really gets some gnarly things done to him. Granted that this is a non-spoiler review so we can't really tell you what happens. But he really goes through the ringer in this one and that kind of makes me happy. Also, me and the wife, for better or for worse are fans of 13 Reason Why. It's trashy TV that I can switch my brain off to. So we were, well, I was fully aware of Devin Druid who gets a bit more to do in this than he does on that TV show. And he is surprisingly a competent frontman, a leading man in this movie, unlikely at the start, but you know, he, he delivers what we want. Um, essentially what you get from the synopsis there is pretty much what the movie's about. 
we have you know this this gang of thieves the the try and perform a train robbery it kind of gets botched and um, the leader of the gang is shot and leaderless they try and find shelter in this kind of ghost town so to speak and there's only one building that seems to be inhabited but it's a brothel and just when things look like everything might be turning up Dalton gang um, we find out that these witches well this brothel is full of witches and um, you know shit takes a, a turn from there I, I like the aesthetic of the movie I think you can tell unfortunately this is a difficult one because I I think it's shot well and shot competently but the, the feel doesn't feel like a western so the clothes are all a bit too clean everyone's face is a bit too clean um, everyone's nails are a bit too clean you don't get that impression that anyone is doing anything other than dressing up like they're in the west which is frustrating because like I say the characters are turning in great performances so the aesthetic kind of lets it down just that little bit I will say the combination of practical effects to CGI effects is probably about a 50-50 here but the practical effects are done really 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 well and I enjoyed that aspect of it. I, I could feel myself kind of being drawn into it. I think the story as well isn't like full out horror. And it isn't kind of full out kind of coming of age sort of western story either. It's a combination of the two. And that balance is actually handled quite well. So much so that I think the ending might annoy some people. But it, it kind of won me over in a lot of respects. Um there's also a, a kind of element of how they use the score here which kind of feels like how you would do scoring in a western Now I'm not saying that the score is of a western sort of feel overall I think it kind of kind of comes and goes in that but in terms of how they use it the placement of it in the, the movie itself is very much in line with it so I, I, I enjoy that aspect as well where the movie won me over was like i say these likable characters and the horrible shit that happens to them even though they're all for all intents and purposes you know criminals and uh, you still kind of get behind them you still want to see good things happen to them you don't want to see anything bad happen and it just so happens that these criminals end up in a place they shouldn't have think from dust till dawn so that sort of, you know, you end up rooting for people that you probably shouldn't root for. But the movie has put you in a kind of paradigm where it's okay to root for the bad guys. Because there's even worse guys there. Or are they? So there's a kind of lot of playing with the dynamics of, you know, antagonist and protagonist that I think works surprisingly well for the movie. I think where it lets it down is that, weirdly enough, for something that... I feel we don't get enough of. The Pale Door feels like a lot of rudimentary elements just given a different setting. And that's not a huge slight on the movie. It's just I never at any point felt like the movie was bringing anything kind of fresh, original, or anything that merited it being set in the time period it was out with. This would be a cool aesthetical idea to put this in here. 
Like, you can set this story, and I've seen movies like this that have been set in pretty much any time frame. From Dust Till Dawn was the one that sprung to mind instantly, but there are other ones where bad people end up in a place where worse things are, um, and they need to survive, and some a price must be paid at some point during the movie. So I, I kind of felt that it was more an aesthetical choice rather than a story-driven choice, and that, that kind of let it down in my eyes a little bit. Not hugely, because like I say, I still find it an enjoyable and brisk watch. This is under an hour and a half, so fucking flies in, if I'm being honest. But yeah, I was, I was kind of let down on that side. There are some really cool things done with the idea of not only the witch mythology, but some of the creatures that they bring in. So it's not only just witches here, but there's another thing that is brought in that I will not mention. But when it arrived, I was kind of fist pumping there and saying, yeah, business is picked up. So I enjoyed that as well. I think overall, The Pale Door is, is a kind of is half, half a movie of a victory, a quarter of a movie of paint by numbers and a quarter of a movie of I think this could have been better had they had a bit more money and a bit more time. It feels like there's a bit of a misstep here and we could have done a bit more with the idea of this being set in the Wild West than we actually used here which like I say and I don't want to keep banging on in this kind of come across to me as a bit more of an aesthetical choice than necessarily story driven. That being said overall I think there's a lot to enjoy here. I think it's you know it's working on not the biggest budget it has some great characters and some great effects as well. It is concise, gets to the point. Even the downtime and exposition in this movie is used in such a way which drives the story forward at a satisfying pace. And you get enough death and enough gnarliness in there to keep your attention and and get a bit of enjoyment from it as a horror fan. So overall, The Pale Door, a bit of a mixed bag. I, you know, it was never going to live up to won that poster, which by the way, fucking bitching, um, or like the lofty heights I set for it, but it did deliver a lot that I did enjoy. Um, overall, I give it a 3.5 out of 5. It is available on demand and digital August 21st, and RLGE are the distributors for the movie. I just want to give you a massive shout out and thanks to Katrina Wan PR who hooked me up with this copy and uh, always great to, to do a bit of business with them. They're always pretty awesome and, and keeping me up to date with when things are coming out and hooked me up with this review copy pretty quick. So yeah, if anything I've mentioned has floated your boat, if you really want to check this one out, I think you should because like I say, don't let me be the only judge for this one. Make your own mind up. That's the important thing. Then you can check it out on August 21st. So there you go, Pale Door getting a 3.5 out of 5 from this guy. Good to take my final break. When I come back, I'm closing out the show and I'm doing it right after this. You're listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. And you've been listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. This has been bonus episode 274 with a special advanced review of The Pale Door coming your way um, this time next week. So there you go, August 21st. 
There's review dropping a little week early. We did it non-spoiler to keep things relatively fresh for when you sit down and check it out. So August 21st for The Pale Door. Right, so there's a multitude of ways to check out this show. Wherever you're listening to us right now, hit subscribe. That way you never miss any content put out in this feed. Hit subscribe to the Teapots Collective as well and you never miss anything on that feed. Ergo, you never miss anything that I record, produce, edit and release. Couldn't be any easier than that. Visit the website, it's teapotscast.com. You can go to our merch page, which is teapotscast.bigcartel.com if you want to buy something and support the show. Visit us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash teapotscast or visit the Teapots Collective Facebook page on facebook.com forward slash teapotscast. You can interact with myself and the Baz on the twin prongs of social media sexiness, Instagram and Twitter, both can be followed at teapotscast. And check us out in the Flick Chat app, free and available for Android and iOS users. Flick Chat, join code for ourselves is teapotscast. The podcast under the stairs will return for you, ladies and gents, in one day's time when we do your listener choices. Now, today I've dropped on the Facebook group page, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash teapotscast, three options from Shudder, whichever wins out will be covered tomorrow. But until then, wherever you are, whatever the time zone is and whatever you're up to in this big bad world of ours, please take care of yourselves out there. This is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from under the stairs and I am signing off. <laughs>